Praise the Lord. It is finished. We come today to celebrate and to recall the great sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary this Good Friday. And we welcome you to this service this morning. I'd like to read a passage of scripture from Psalm 43. This is often referred to as a psalm in which we see our Messiah, our Savior, speaking in the psalm. Listen to it with me. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust men, for you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my exceeding joy. And on the harp, I will praise you, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Today, as we remember all that Jesus did, even as he approached Calvary's hill and was laid on the cross of Calvary, we have reason to rejoice and to celebrate because of the goodness of God, the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, and all that was conquered on Calvary's hill. Today, as we do, let us bring praise and let us give thanksgiving unto him today, even as we commemorate his death through the communion part of the service today. Would you pray with me this morning? Let's pray. Father, as we begin this service, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be with us. We ask, O oh God, that today you would remind each and every one of us of the great sacrifice that was accomplished on Calvary's hill, how you demonstrated your love through your Holy Son, that we might become the sons and daughters of God through Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, I pray today, let your spirit guide our hearts and minds, even as we would lift up songs of praise and thanksgiving. May we be reminded of the great value of all that you have done for us, and may we give you full glory and honor in everything we do today. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. We're going to ask Pastor Kara to come and lead us in worship, and as she does, let us praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Let's worship him together. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth? With holy thunder, who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Oh, yes, this is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my for me. 
taken to order who makes the orphan a son and daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun and all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings so yes this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you lay down your life that i would be set free oh jesus i sing Savior of the world was born. 
You are beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard, who can grasp Praise the Lord. We stand in awe of the work of God through Jesus Christ and all that he is. He is beautiful beyond description. What a great song to worship the Lord with this morning.
today as we celebrate and remember the great sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give him praise, we give him thanks, and we worship him with all of our hearts. I'm going to invite with you to turn with me into the Word of God this morning to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, chapter 19. We're just going to read a few verses this morning from verses 28 to 30. Where the scripture says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now, a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled the sponge with sour wine, and they put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Let us pray. Father, as we reflect upon these words this morning, as we reflect upon all that your son went through today, we ask, O oh God, that your spirit would speak into our hearts and to our minds, O oh God, and reveal what truly has been accomplished on the cross of Calvary for each and every one of us. May it cause us to rise up with thanksgiving, with praise in our hearts, Yes, there was a price that was paid. Yes, there was a sacrifice, but there is reason to celebrate and to give thanks unto you, O God, and to Christ our Savior. Guide our hearts and our minds this morning as we look into your word today. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. It is finished. The last work, words that were ever spoken on planet Earth before the Lord Jesus gave up his life. Anyone's last words are very important, but I would say that the last words of Jesus are of great significance to everyone who ever hears them. It is finished. It is actually in English translated from one word, which is tetelestai, and that one word it has a great significance. We would miss it just by saying it is finished. And I want us to look at what Jesus said and what it means as he was yielding up his life and putting it into the hands of the Father. It is so full of great truth and power. It's like a diamond that has many facets. And we're going to look at those this morning, if you would. For when he said, it is finished, it had this significance in the ears of every Jewish person in the audience that day, that the sacrifice is finished. Every Jewish person in the crown, crowd would have instantly recognized that it was the equivalent Hebrew phrase that they used throughout the entire Old Testament. Every year at the Day of Atonement, the high priest would enter into the temple and he would make a special sacrifice for sin for all of the people of Israel. And as soon as the priest had taken the lamb and had sacrificed it and the life was gone out of it, he would emerge from behind the veil and he would step out to where the people could see and hear him and he would declare it. He is finished, and they understood what that meant, 
That meant that the sacrifice for their sins had been accomplished. In this sacrifice, all the sins of Israel were symbolically placed on that lamb, which when it was killed, it took the punishment for their sins in their place. It died. But the Bible teaches that this sacrificial system that they were following was never finished, never complete, because the sacrificial lamb was imperfect and only temporary. Every year they had to come back and repeat the sacrifice. But when Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross, he whom John the Baptist declared, behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, he became the perfect and final sacrifice for all sin once and for all. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 12 and 26 tells us this. He did not enter by the means of blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. But now he has appeared for all at the end of the age to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Hallelujah. Jesus is the sacrificial lamb, the lamb of God. But Jesus is saying when he said it is finished, he was signifying to all the Jewish people in the world, there's no more need for a sacrifice or for temples for his work. As the Son of God, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world was the ultimate fulfillment to what their sacrificial system had foreshadowed all those years. Jesus, the Lamb of God, made a sacrifice once and for all time to cover the sins of all men, past, present, and future. Hallelujah. Yes, that word tetelestai is in the present tense, and it means it covers everything that has happened. It covers what has happened now, and everything that ever will happen, it is once and for all the payment. It also meant, in another sense, the work is finished. In New Testament times, when an employee finished a day's work, and he would go to his employer at the end of the day, and either the day's work or the project that had been assigned to him, he would tell his boss, Tetelestai, it's finished. And that meant that whatever had been assigned to him to do was now fully completed. In a similar fashion, someone who would be an artist, whether a painter or a sculptor, would have a moment when they would present their work in public and they would pull the veil off the art piece, the sculpture or the painting that they had done, and they would declare as they pulled it off, Pretelestai, it is finished, it is complete. He is declaring this masterpiece has been thoroughly and completed and there's no more touch-ups, nothing more to do. It is a finished work, hallelujah. Jesus, in the same way, told us when he came into the world that he, as the Son of God, came to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jesus declares to us that the work of salvation on the cross of Calvary is the finished work. There is nothing more that can be done. No touch-ups needed. Nothing you can add. No adjustments. 
Our salvation has been completely finished. The masterpiece of God's salvation that was founded before the foundation of the world has been brought to completion on the cross of Calvary by Jesus Christ. Another uh, nuance, if you would, another significance as the same word is used is found in an unusual place, you would think. It was probably the most common use of it in that day and age, though. It was used by debt collectors, if you can imagine it. When the debt of an individual was finally paid off, they would issue to the debtor a receipt. And on that receipt, they would stamp or write the word, it meant this debt has been paid in full. They are no longer responsible for the debt. Everything they owed has been completely paid off. It is permanently paid off, and they are now free. Folks, God's word teaches us that our sins cause us to owe a huge debt to God, a debt that none of us could ever repay, a debt that with all of our works and all of our righteousness would never achieve, for the wages of sin is death. And the penalty for sin is death. We could not pay that debt ourselves. It would require a perfect sacrifice. But when Jesus died, he who knew no sin, the Bible tells us, became sin. Yes, he took your sin, my sin, our debt of sin upon himself. So that when he died on the cross of Calvary, he was paying for your sin. He was paying for my sin and for all the sins of the world. And he declared from the very cross on which he had paid the that made the payment in full. He said, it is finished. It's paid in full. Oh, hallelujah. I am free. You are free from the debt of sin and the curse of sin in our lives. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We need to give a hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ, for he by his sacrifice has set us free. Hebrews 10, verses 12 to 13 and verse 18 say this to us. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins. I want you to get that. A single sacrifice for sins. God, it was good for all time. And then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer sacrifice. Our sins have been forgiven by the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Our salvation has been completed in Christ Jesus, and no further sacrifice is needed. When you look at all of these nuances, and you pull them all together, and you consider what God has done through Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, it is magnificent, and it is a glorious truth when Jesus declared, it is finished. As Jesus prepared to die, as he prepared to yield up his spirit and to entrust it to the hands of God, he did not go out of this world with a uh, whimpering 
uh, sound. He did go not go out in an agonizing sound of defeat, but he made a glorious shout. One passage of the scripture says, with a loud voice, he cried. It is finished. It's a shout of victory. The sacrifice that you have ordained, O oh God, is fully, once and for all, completed. The job is finished. Nothing more to be added or done. I've accomplished all that you sent me to do, my heavenly Father. There is no more, and I give it all to you. Salvation, my friends, my brothers, my sister, was accomplished on the cross of Calvary. The full plan of God was carried out and brought to completion. The debt of sin is and forever will be fully paid. And I declare that whoever believes in him is now and forever that Telesai. There is no debt. It has been paid in full, and they are free forever. Oh, I wish some believers could really get a hold of this truth. You can't get anything more added to your salvation. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you do. You don't do good things to add to your salvation. No, but because Jesus has saved you, if you put your faith and trust in him, now live your life demonstrating the goodness of God and allow the spirit that he's placed within you to bless others as he changes and transforms your life forever and ever and ever. Well, we look forward to the day when we receive the fullness of our salvation. Yes, we live in this earthly tent that is corrupt. And one day when Jesus comes back, this body is going to be changed. Hallelujah. And it's going to be fully glorified. The full work that Jesus accomplished on Calvary will now be in my possession. But what I see by faith, one day I shall see with my eye. So I pray today that as we prepare to receive communion, you would understand what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross of Calvary. Yes, he died. But in dying, he paid a debt that you could never pay. He fulfilled the plan of God. He accomplished the work of God and the will of God that God had sent him to do. And in so doing, he has set us free, free, free indeed. So there should be a joy as well as a praise in our hearts and in our tongues today as we approach the table of the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. We're going to prepare now to receive communion. And I've asked Brother Sam Matteo if he would pray before we partake together today. I trust that you're all prepared for communion. And as we prepare now to go in and take the communion, Brother Sam will lead us in prayer. And if God has spoken to you today, maybe you're here today and, oh boy, you will sort of believe, but you've always struggled with the idea that maybe sin. And listen, I want you to know, if Jesus has saved you, you are saved. All you need to do now is live out your salvation in the freedom he has given you. Live with assurance in Jesus Christ. Brother Sam, come and lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning as we remember and we hear your words again. It is finished. You have accomplished yes. your work. And we are, we, are, we are the beneficiaries of your salvation you provided for us. We thank you, Father God, 
for your goodness, Father God, as we remember this communion, remember, Lord God, what you went through today, all the sufferings you did because of your great love for us. We're so grateful, Lord God. And what can we say in return but to want to love you and serve you? Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending Christ to die for us, to be our atonement, our Savior, our, our Lord. We thank you for this today as we come, as, as we remember, Lord God, that even through what you've gone, Lord God, that the stripes of, of the Catarine tales that you, that you suffered for us, Lord God, we gain and we are beneficiaries of your salvation, of your healing, of your restoration. We thank you, Father God, as we celebrate together, for you are a great God. We love you, Lord God. We love you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We ask and we bless you. We ask this in Jesus' name I pray. going to ask Pastor Kara to come now. She's prepared a special song for communion today, and she's going to sing this just before we partake. God bless you, Kara. Thank you, Pastor. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came room sinners to reclaim hallelujah what a savior oh bearing light bearing shame and scoffing Condemned, he stood, he sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah, what a savior! Yeah. 
Hallelujah, what a savior we have in Jesus Christ, a complete and full salvation he has done for all who will believe in him. Today, I wanna to read from the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus speaks to his disciples as they are at the Last Supper together with him. The scripture says, when the hour had come, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him. And then he said to them, with fervent desire, I desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Isn't that wonderful? He looked forward to having this time of communion with them before he would go to the cross. He knew where he was going, but it didn't dissuade him from the communion that he would have with them. And then he says, for I say to you, I will no longer eat of this until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He knew this would be the last occasion that he could physically do this with them until they would join with him in eternity in heaven. And folks, he looked forward to that and he longs for the day when we will join with him in heaven again to celebrate with him. But in the meantime, he said that we must never forget. And every time we do this, we are to remember him. So listen to what he says to them at the end of the meal. And he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So today, let us remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. As we partake of the bread, let us remember Jesus allowed his body to be broken that we may go free. Praise his wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the scripture continues on and says, likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Yes, the blood of Jesus was shed that our sins would be forgiven, that all of our sin would be washed away. And like the scripture says, though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be made white as snow. Thank God for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Let us remember the, the blood of Jesus that was given on the cross of Calvary that cleanses us from all unrighteousness and sin. Let us remember him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is amazing grace, isn't it? What Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary, we did not deserve, but by his grace, he saves, he cleanses us, and he sets us free once and for all time. Hallelujah. Pastor Kerr, come back and lead us in that song, would you? This is amazing grace. This is unfailing take my place that you would bear my cross you laid down your life 
like you've done for me. Oh, yes, this is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. Thank you, that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You laid down your life, that I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Gracious Father, we thank you this day for the great work of Calvary, the great work of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we thank you from our hearts and from with our whole being today, O oh God, that we have been set free. We pray, O oh Lord, that your Holy Spirit would stamp that word upon our hearts, that it is finished, it's been accomplished, and truly we could live now the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that as we go into this Easter weekend and continue on where we celebrate the resurrection and the glorious power of Jesus Christ, may you speak to each heart and mind. May we look into the word of God and reflect upon what you accomplished so long ago for us on Calvary. But may we do it with an anticipation, even as Jesus told us to commemorate his death until he comes. We partake today in the communion as the fellowship of the body of Christ, always living and looking forward to the soon and imminent return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, I pray today now that you bless each individual and every household represented here today with your grace, with your peace. Watch over us, Lord. Let no one become discouraged or, or, or downcast because of the circumstances of life, but may they fix their eyes on Jesus Christ, the conqueror, the author, and the finisher of our faith. And may we give you glory in all things. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We pray that you have a great Easter weekend together. I'm going to turn this over now to Brother Gary for those who wish to greet one another. And let's just enjoy the fellowship of the saints of God today. The Lord richly bless you.